If you ever read a memoir of your time making this podcast, you should call it Too Close to Clap. Close <laughs> to Clap. It's actually not a bad title. It isn't, right? <laughs> Good job. everybody and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other person who has no experience with it. That's me. I like experience. Experience me, Danielle. <laughs> Except Sam, you do have a little bit of experience uh, with this. <laughs> uh-oh, we're breaking formula. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> you're going to hate this. I'm 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 going to ask you to do something and you're going to hate it. Oh no. <laughs> so, today I am going to be recapping, telling you the fabulous story of the 2000... Is this a Sweet Valley High book? Is not. Okay. <laughs> it was a good guess, though. This is the 2015 Korean drama, Love Sells 2. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm on board. You brought it back around. I knew it was going to be something you were bringing back. Yes. <laughs> so, Sam, could you please... You're going to hate this part. Sam, Recap could you please original? just... Just quickly recap the original Love Cells, which is not necessary, listeners, to understanding this, but it does make it uh, very weird in comparison to the first one. Danielle, I've been living for this day. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't. But let's see what I can pull out of the vaults, the dusty vaults of my memory. It's been a long, long time. I'm not going to remember anybody's name. That's okay. I think someone's like called Song Sung. You know what? I actually uh, should have, but did not reread any of my notes, nor watch the first one. <laughs> so you're, so <laughs> even if I'm guessing on the names here, you're not going to remember any of them either. I only remember one character name, and it's because that character is in this one. <laughs> <laughs> is it the cat? Yes. <laughs> What's the name of the cat? Navi. Navi. I was like, knew it was an end something. All right. So there is a kind of loser dude who mm-hmm. hasn't dated in a while. And he he's on a roof of his apartment being all sad for himself when a cat has some kind of interaction with a bubble <laughs> and becomes a girl that is that introduces herself as his love cell. And okay, love the bubble cell, is a love cell, Sam. It's got to be more specific or people aren't going to know what the heck you're talking about. The bubble was the love cell of the cat and the bubble combined to make the love cell human. No, the bubble is the love cell. The cat eats the love cell. And then I don't know why she becomes a human girl. All right. That was never clear in the original. I'll put that out there. All right. So if that's something new from the new one here, that was not clear in the first iteration of the story. (laughs) The point is the love cell, Navi, is a love cell. Again, I keep saying love cell like it means something. But (laughs) it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Apparently, you have love cells in your body. And if you don't find love, they die off. And if all your love cells die, you stop having emotions. Like You lose the ability (laughs) to feel anything. Give or take. That that sums it up well. Hey. So she's like, I monitor love cells. I have the schedule of when I'm supposed to die. So we got to get you love before I'm dead and you lose the ability to feel things. Mm-hmm. And so this dude, he has a crush on a pop star slash like an idol, like a Korean idol person. Yeah, she's in she's in her first film, I think, if I recall correctly. Yes. And so after some failed attempts with other women, they bump into her randomly, like he's getting out of a limo and they bump into her and Navi is like, makes some machinations to keep them bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. 
and get them alone. They go to a pool party where one of her, uh, there's a DJ, I think the, and, okay, DJ is not important. I know it was a DJ. <laughs> I think the DJ is not important. I, I thought for a second it was her, the like secondary the love interest was the no, DJ, but no, that's a different thing. That's the assistant or something being the right. DJ. And right. It the, uh, the evil manager is the DJ. Yeah. That's, I was getting a little ahead of myself. Good job. He was important. <laughs> I'm glad you remember it better than I do. This is sad, Danielle. You told me this story. I haven't seen this. This has nothing to do with the second one. That's why it's funny. Anyway, they're at this party. There is another actor slash idol who is crushing on the first actress slash idol that our protagonist is also crushing without any of their names to tell. This is just confusing as heck. <laughs> Sorry. If you want me to look up their, their names, I can. No, we're going to power through this. You prepare for this. This is your bed. We're going to sleep in it. <laughs> I meant to. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, the important thing about this party is that Navi and uh, her host, I guess is what we'll call him, I love cell host, <laughs> hide under a table and release a helium balloon that is sitting on the floor <laughs> yeah. and it somehow makes his voice go all high pitched as he's trying to like engage his uh, as, as the actor is trying to engage his actress crush and it makes him look like a fool and he gets really mad and they end up in a pool at some point. It doesn't matter. Yes, that was the most important part of this entire series. No, the most important part was the piano playing, Daniel. <laughs> Which is when the actress and the host, I'm calling him the host from now on, like it's a horror movie, <laughs> go to a fancy restaurant and, oh, oh, how can I forget this? There was a gentleman in this series that sold a bunch of weird products as a TV infomercial pitchman. Yes, the best part. I don't remember his name. It was like Mr. Super Fabulous Dude or whatever. <laughs> Do you remember his name? Oh, Cold Freeze something. Oh, what was his name? Can't believe I it can't remember It was something like Mr. Awesome. It yeah. was some kind of like self-congratulatory name. Writers, <laughs> listeners, tweet Danielle all the names she forgot from the show she did. <laughs> It's been a really long time, Sam. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, point is, they have dinner. They start getting closer. There's a lot of friction between... Iceman. Iceman something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Iceman. Good, good save, you know, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Woo, I got there. Iceman. Irrelevant, but he sells products that like help our host do like an amazing musical number. And like Fox ears to help him find the girl by her thoughts yeah they're like magic products that the love cell cat uses to help the guy and she like buys them with her lifespan yes she does she pays for them with her life literally like, you know <laughs> oh i'm gonna die sooner now by buying this product which is an insane system of, of barter so I say. <laughs> it's agreed not much else happened i mean there's a love triangle it's what's his face competing for her affections the host competing with her affections with the actor uh there is a scene where they're on set and the actor is dressed like a tiger <laughs> It's true. There is. And it's very adorable. All that doesn't matter because eventually the actress is kidnapped by the manager, right? And she has a deathly allergy to squids. Right. And he's torturing her with the squid. <laughs> and I don't remember why he kidnaps her. Something about like trying to make it big or trying to get some kind of big like money deal out of this or something. Your guess is as good as mine, Sam. <laughs> you don't remember why this happened? The point is, what's his face saves the day. The host saves the day with the, no. He has the actor save the day. Yes, the actor that has a crush on her. Yeah, and the actor and her sort of go off together. No, I don't know how it all pairs out the end, but somebody ends up with Navi, the cat lady, which is weird. Nobody doesn't ends, it. No, nobody ends up with Navi. I forget how it all shakes out the end. Then so everyone pairs <laughs> up. Everybody lives happily ever after the end. 
somehow it happened because I know that like it's like a Shakespearean comedy. Everybody gets married at the end, even if it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then Navi gets shot by the god of romance. Or oh something. my gosh, I forgot about him. <laughs> the god of love shows up and like shoots her, and he had been somehow behind all of this. And then they train the cat to pretend to be dead, and it like rolled over on the ground after it got shot. <laughs> All right. So I clearly don't remember the ending of this show at all. Doesn't matter. Uh, none of that mattered, Sam. <laughs> There's a love cell. The rules aren't clear. And I don't know why anything was happening. And uh, none of the names seem to have been saved in my memory. Perfect. So I'm going to send you the summary of this This love cells too. Oh, oh, good. I can't wait. Yeah. And the summary is very short. I could not find a better, longer Well, that's okay because my recap of the last two episodes we did on Love Cells was much longer than it should have been, mostly because I couldn't remember anything. Uh, again, does not matter what happened in the first one. I just wanted people to better understand the Love Cell cat um, Did we? Did we understand that better now, Danielle? <laughs> and uh, I, I just because it makes any better. <laughs> it makes Love Cells 2 much weirder if you understand that it has nothing to do with the first one. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. All right. Well, this is one sentence. <laughs> I told you. Navi, a newly freed love cell of Chef Taejun, plans to get Taejun back together with his ex, Yi Bum. <laughs> Yi Bum? Did I said that name right? I apologize to everybody in just everywhere here who say <laughs> these things wrong. It's okay. I'm not going to do a whole lot better. I'll try my best. Look, the fact that I remembered anything. I was impressed. It was actually quite a good recap. I, I hit on the highlights. You did. Tiger Man, piano playing, <laughs> helium room, kidnapping, squid, all the, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. I wish that this one was as crazy as the other one, but it's crazy in a very different way. So it opens with this, it's a throwback opening to, as you mentioned. I have questions already, Dinya. What? <laughs> How is the same love cell in Taejun? Sam, Sam, I have I have questions as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to establish that from the start. It's, it's like insane to me. Like when they they actually introduce her name about halfway through the show, and when I learned it was the same name as the original one, I was like, "Whoa!" whoa, whoa. Is it the same actress? It's the same actress, but I just thought maybe she was just all love cells with the same. All love yeah. cells look the exact same, but apparently it's the exact same name as well, and that just like blew my mind well, a little right. bit. Let's be charitable. Maybe all love cells also have the same name. It's quite possible. <laughs> Like, we gotta make this make sense somehow. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to it yet. We haven't even started the first sentence of your description. I'm already confused. <laughs> so there's it's a throwback opening to, as you said, the man laying on a table on a rooftop, like sleeping, passed out, whatever. So it's a, just a throwback to that original opening. And it zooms in on his cell phone. And you can see that he sent dozens of messages, text messages, to someone who's not returning any of his texts. Oh, bro, you don't want to do that. That's I know. That's not cool. So he walks, he gets up, he walks to the edge of the rooftop and he screams, Yay, bomb! <laughs> like, and it <laughs> echoes. And then when he goes to dramatically jump off the edge of the rooftop, his mother appears and pulls him from the edge and kind of unnecessarily whacks him around a bit and is like, What is uh, your problem? Unnecessarily? <laughs> I'm trying to get suicide. I think he needs a little sense knocked into him. <laughs> well, she does a good job of it. And. A voiceover appears and asks if love is a waste of time because it causes depression, fear of people, loss of interest, sadness, anger, violence, defiance, paranoia, obsession, sense of defeat. You might as well just date someone after you go to college, find a good job. Why let it get in the way before then? Wait, so their argument is love sucks. Wait until after college to date. <laughs> yes. 
Like, don't let all those emo- potential emotions get in the way of your career and life. I don't understand the correlation between... Nothing in this movie that you're in this show makes sense, Sam. Nothing. Okay, nothing. All right, well. So then it cut. It does a cut scene to rows of young people marching into a love cell bank. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Clarification. Is this a bank where people deposit and withdraw love cells or yes. a bank that is operated by love cells? Nope. It is a bank where you deposit and withdraw your love cells. And so it cuts to a scene of rows of young people marching into this love cell bank and it switches to an ad of a woman who's letting the watchers know, the people like us watching the TV show, that there is a group discount for high school seniors and a special discount for job seekers who want to deposit their love cells to pick up at a later date. So this is like a sperm bank for love cells. Yes. And Sam, do you remember in the first one, anybody knowing anything about love cells? (laughs) You mean outside of the magic cat Navi and the god of love? Yep. No. Did it seem like it was a popular concept that everybody knew? I mean, it does, it maybe. Okay, uh, I, I have a speculation, Danielle. You have this a is my theory. Already? Yes, I have. I've, I've solved the show. Okay. <laughs> Here's what happened. After Navi survived the shooting by the god of love, whatever his face was, uh-huh. she went on tour. <laughs> okay. She, she started promoting love cells and teaching people about love cells. And so this is years later. A couple of years later, whatever long, and now the love cell industry has blossomed under Navi. She is now the CEO of Love Cells Inc., <laughs> who run the bank. And all love cells are called Navi and look the same because, I don't know, probably cheaper to hire just one actress. <laughs> That's right. You got it. That was That's the whole plot, Sam. You did it. Got it in one. No, no, that's not the plot. I'm just trying to establish the context for how this world works. That's going to make the next part very confusing if that's actually what the, the concept of the world is. Well, I'm just saying people all know about it now because she, you know, lifted the curtain. It's possible. Maybe there's a good publicist about love cells, except that the <laughs> main character does not seem to understand that much about it. <laughs> Well, there's lots of people who don't understand about lots of things that are common to other pe- most people. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's find out what happens. I'm trying on to love make this too. make a modicum of sense, Danielle. <laughs> well, let's get there and see if it does as we go further into the storyline. Okay. Spoiler, it does not. Dang it! <laughs> So the next scene is a set, like a TV set for a celebrity chef. And this is our main character. His name so is Tae So our Jun. main character is a celebrity chef who wanted to kill himself over a girl. Yeah, but that was years ago. It's a jump ahead. You'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I, 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 okay, great. And it's kind of clear when you're watching it that it's sometime in the future. So his name's Taejun, and he has a co-host named Hairi, and she does the interviewing, and he does all the cooking. So he like she interviews him as he's doing all his, his chopping and cooking and all sautéing and all that. I'd watch that. Yeah. And Hairi has a bit of a contentious relationship with the director of the show, but they keep her on because she's fairly well-known and she's cheap. Like, she... Doesn't ask for a lot of money. Well, I, I you know what cheap means, Sam. Uh, I was just con- texting cheap in the context of money. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to? <laughs> Other ways people could be cheap, I guess. All right. So the s- scene cuts between them filming this cooking show and a woman who is watching the episode on her phone at a store. Is that Yibon? Yibon, yeah. The co-host on the show asks what the meal is called after he finishes it, and it flashes back to the woman who is watching on her phone asking this qu- same question to a younger version of the chef. So this is clearly like several years ago. And he's preparing, this is a flashback sequence, he's preparing this dish for her in his home kitchen, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to call this. I haven't decided yet. And she's like, you can't birth a baby and not have a name for it. You created this meal. You have to name it. That's not true. (laughs) She suggests lycopene pasta that dreams of the sunset. (laughs) 
All right, is this a is this a, is this a language thing? Because... I don't know because lycopene is like something that's in tomatoes. <laughs> So maybe they met tomato pasta that dreams of the sunset. <laughs> yeah, but like, oh, such a really long name. It is, but it's kind of like this running, I wouldn't say gag, but it's a running thing throughout that he names all of his things, his really complicated names. Okay. But at the time when he when she says that, like, she's like, this is what you should name it. He gets really annoyed with her and it's like, you need to take your food seriously. You can't name it stupid names like that. But obviously in the future, <laughs> okay. he's naming all his food like that. He's learned to be carefree. Perhaps. And so back to modern day, he's answering his co-host's question about the food. Like, what what do you call this dish? And he says, lentils that dream of a fjord. And the co-host is like, what? I would eat that. <laughs> lentils that dream of a fjord. She's like, what's a fjord? I don't think what's a fjord with you. Oh. <laughs> I wish that made sense. <laughs> yeah, didn't it at all? <laughs> So the girl watching the episode on her phone is interrupted by someone, a customer. You see that she's working in the store. So it appears that it's a customer, but we actually learn that it's this man who has an interest in her, who has liked her, he says, for 500 days with unreturned love. That's a long time to pine. Isn't it? <laughs> like apparently pine in a way where she knows that he's liked her for 500 days. <laughs> Oh, she she knows this. Yeah, she knows that he likes her. Oh, so he has made it aware. She just doesn't care. Uh, give or take. Like he's gonna. I think it's he's about to step it up, but he he does. He has no, been. Dude needs to move on. I know. It's been like two years, basically. So meanwhile, the co-host is hitting hardcore on the chef, and she asks what he's doing that evening. He's like, oh. You know, I have people coming into the restaurant, you know, because I own a restaurant. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and he keeps coming up with these excuses not to see her. And she eventually is like, come on. I'm like, can't you tell I'm trying to ask you out? And don't don't you get that? And he's like, I'm saying no. Don't you get that? <laughs> Which is see, rough. no means no. Good. <laughs> Had that conversation. Yeah, he's very straightforward. She takes it super well. She's just like, whatever. I'm still going to flirt with you. And uh, I don't have no kill with that. I know. I know. She's she's crazy. Uh, just fair warning. She's the antagonist of the story, everybody. And she mentions, she's like, you're not seeing anybody, right? You're just, you know, not wanting Lonely. to date me. <laughs> And suddenly, our old friend shows up, Sam, or Navi How? the cat girl. <laughs> I'm going to say it's another one, Danielle. <laughs> okay. Well, Navi's twin sister, the other love cell, named the All same thing. All love cells are twins. Who looks the same. She shows up, and she throws the biggest fit in the entire world. She has these little cat ear headbands thing on, which is adorable. Sure. Of course. <laughs> and she starts throwing food at him and she's yelling. She's like, I finally found you. And how dare you desert me after I lived with you for so many years? How can you smile after leaving me? It's just like going to Are town. Are sure she's not the antagonist? <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so she's freaking out and everybody's like, oh, you left your girlfriend? How dare you? What did wait, you wait. do? Is this a close set or what? How'd she just wander onto this no TV idea, show? I have no idea, Sam. I also questioned that. I was like, where's the security detail? <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, she shows up. like, oh, she says you're she's your girlfriend, so she must be. We're not going to like <laughs> check with you about this. Because <laughs> well, he literally just said to everybody, I don't have a girlfriend. And then she's carted off. She's like picked up unceremoniously, carted off the set. And Good. she's screaming. And he looks super surprised like, who the heck is this woman? Yeah, no duh. <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 I swear, that's not my girlfriend. I have no idea who this person is. And nobody, of course, believes him. And then he finally admits he does like this room announcement he's like listen i gave up my love cell at the love bank five years ago so definitely not my girlfriend <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute you only have one love cell yeah right how many questions do you have sam <laughs> uh, how high can you count <laughs> 
in the other series, there were like a lot of love songs because they kept dying off. Right. You get a little animation there. You get like pop, pow, poof, right? It takes all of the uh, story and premise and rules from the first one and disregards them entirely. So this isn't so much a sequel as just like a reimagining of Love Cells that's completely different. The only (laughs) thing that it keeps is the character of Navi. That's fairly accurate. Nothing else is at all related to the original. (laughs) So let's just dispense with the notion that this has anything to do with the first version. It does not. But what makes it weirder is how different the rules are in the second. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, wait a second. I like to imagine there were two writers on Love Cells who were like, I think the rule should be this. Well, I think the rule should be that. Well, I know how we're going to settle this. And then so Love like- Love Cells 1 and 2. Yeah. One guy writes it this way. He's like, I don't know. I'm going to write it my way. And I'll spite. He writes his version and they get them both out there. Like, let's do what people like best. And some people do like Love Cells 2 better than Love Cells 1. Are those people wrong, Danielle? I've, Love Cells 2 makes more sense in a um, uh, plot way. Perhaps. <laughs> Love Cells 1 is so quirky that I kind of grew to like it. <laughs> well, there's your there's your review, folks. <laughs> so both are worth a watch, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put that on the box cover. <laughs> so that evening, the co-host, Hyrie, she is sitting outside of uh, Taejun's restaurant in the dark, and she's in her in her car, and she makes a phone call to her assistant, and she is confirming with her assistant that Taejun's love cell has been put back in him. Wait. Questions? <laughs> uh, we don't have time for this. Let's just go. I'm okay, short. No, wait, no, I got, I, sorry, I can't do it, Danielle. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I also could. have many questions at this point. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to skip past the obvious question of you can just put love cells back in a person and that like reactivates them and skip to how do they do this with a person inside another person? I I don't know, except that love cells have many forms. They have those glowing pink bubbles. Sure, 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 sure. So do they like find him when he's asleep and like sneak into him? Or they like wrap it in cheese like you give a dog a pill (laughs) and trick him and eat it? way though because later you do see a love cell removal and it's a surgery and i was wondering how do love cells get back into people and can you do it unbeknownst to them if it's a surgery then what people just like walk to the bank with no appointment like all right here's a love cell out like nope that's exactly what happens they just it's like a walk-in facility somehow to and they knock you out for surgery that that's not the same medically bananas Okay, I have I have a question about the economics of this. What is the advantage to putting your love cell in a bank? I think the idea, and it is not uh, addressed much in this at all, is that people seem to be using it a lot for like brokenheartedness. They get rid of their love cell, then they don't feel love anymore, and so they don't feel the pain of lost love. Yeah, like okay. So an the, eternal sunshine. Yeah, I was going to say it's with- just a very similar to Eternal Sunshine in that premise. Um, I think it's also the like the ad said earlier this idea that like you won't be consumed by other emotions while you're trying to get something done. So wait until you've got those things done before right. you No, what does the love cell bank get out of all this? Uh, money. You probably are paying them. 
Okay. That, okay. I, I want to be sure because you know, traditionally when you put money in a bank, you don't pay the bank to hold your money. They pay you to use your money to lend to other people. So I was, I was curious if like were people lending love cells to other people? Was the bank like using love cells in some other kind of interesting way? But no. okay. If it's just like a more of like a, a self-storage for love cells. Yeah. I have some other commentary on this later, but uh, I think it's just a literally a bank like where you hold love cells. Okay. So it's not like a lending bank. It is a holding bank and you pay a fee and they keep them in a – Probably. Know, like, you never uh, see anybody exchanging cell. money, but yes. Or whatever. <laughs> because they're yes. people. <laughs> we'll they're people-like. But they're not people. They're little glowing pink balls that somehow turn into people. Sam, I don't know why they turn into people. We established in the first one. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense in the second one. Okay, so you see, see, there are a lot of similarities between the first and the second one. That's why I wanted you to recap the first one, just so you kind of got the concept of the love cell. Boy, I did a real excellent job there. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't make any sense in the first one either. All right, all right. Okay, my questions are, I don't want to say answered, but I, I can live with them. Okay, well, you'll have more in a few minutes. The assistant says on the phone, he's like, well, it's a long story and I'll tell you about it later. And she's like, good, good, good. You put it in. And then she hangs up the phone. No, and he's, yeah. tell him no. <laughs> You see his face being like, hello? Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Why did you not just say, let me tell you what happened because things did not go well. <laughs> I don't know. She's in a hurry. She's in her sexy dress. She wants to go hit on, Te- on Tejun, okay? How can nobody communicate <laughs> in TV shows? Plot. Plot, Sam. All right. Cool. I'm sorry. Sexy dress. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> she walks in and this black and white cat watches her enter. Oh, gosh. And then the cat... Turns into the girl from earlier. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you saw that coming. Maybe our yeah. listeners did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think our listeners did based on my description earlier. Yes, but Sam, why is there a cat in the second one? We'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> As you remember, the cat ate the love cell, and that's why the cat was involved in the first did one. Did it eat the love cell? I, I believe you told us it wasn't clear what happened, but there was some kind of kerfuffle. But it looked very much like it jumped on the love cell and probably ate it. Okay. So Taejun is like, um, you can't come in. The restaurant's reserved for tonight. You need to get going. And she's like, oh, I reserved the restaurant, actually. <laughs> good, 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 good use of money there. Uh, clearly, all these people have very healthy notions of how to engage in relationships and flirt and court. None of the people on the show have any problems whatsoever. <laughs> That's why they all have weird love cell issues. So she walks into the room. She's like catwalking. She's posing. I don't know why, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> and he's very confused, but he cooks her her food. And she continues to flirt pretty heavily with him. And she tells him, well, I reserved for two people. Like, sit down and eat with me. That's that's why I reserved for two. Is he the only chef in the whole restaurant? Yeah, it's his restaurant. And apparently he has no other serving staff. It's just him okay. cooking food for people. It's a small restaurant. That's insane. It is because- wild. <laughs> If somebody like booked your entire restaurant, like, oh, it's going to be a busy night. Everyone's going to be here at once. I'm going to need some like sous chefs. I'm going to need waiters, something. It looks very small. I almost, I actually thought it was a house with the first like round through. I thought maybe it was his house. I was like, wait, this is his restaurant. And because it, it's just a very small space. So maybe he really only has like eight or 10 tables and he's super famous. Okay, sure. All right. What do I know? I don't <laughs> know restaurants. I'm not a restaurant tour, Danielle. You so. <laughs> not many things. And this is one of them. <laughs> Perhaps he has another person. I would think you'd have one other person at least to help serve and get water for people. Or like, people you know, process kind of payments. Yeah. Bring water. I mean, I feel like the sushi bar, I get it, but like. No, he seems to be cooking. It's kind of like an open kitchen affair. They can see him cooking and then he just brings the food over. Okay. Well. So, I don't know. Kind of, like I said, I thought it was a house. Let's get back to the stuff I have actual <laughs> questions about, which are love cells. So 
he sits down for reasons unknown and eats with her. And she's like, you know, when two people have dinner together on a rainy night, such as tonight, they're no longer friends or colleagues. And I don't see you as a colleague anymore. He's Are like, they super friends, Danielle? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't see you as a colleague either. And she gets like super hopeful. She's like, oh, what do you see me as? And he's like, I see you as an acquaintance. He's like, no, I see you as a customer and you owe me $214 plus tax. <laughs> <laughs> like him. Dave June, you're my hero. That's one of my, my favorite lines from the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, she deserves that for trying to pull that shenanigan. No, she is so upset. The scene cuts. The cut scene. She's like storming out of the restaurant and she's yelling at her assistant on the phone. She's like, what happened with his love cell? Clearly it's not in him. The cat ate it. So meanwhile, I'm not going to tell you that yet. Meanwhile, <laughs> the cat, the black and white cat. Runs into the restaurant and he's trying to chase it out. He's like, get, get scat. And it runs under this table and there's a big white tablecloth over it. And when he lifts up the tablecloth, it's turned into the girl from earlier. Yeah, of course. Well, and he's freaking out. He's like, I am going to call the police if you do not get out of my restaurant right now. <laughs> also, of course. And she's really offended. He's like, how do you not recognize me? I've lived with you all this time. And she explains. Uh, excuse me. If <laughs> yeah. somebody took out my spleen and helped me say, do you recognize this? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently she's very perturbed that they don't have an instant connection. <laughs> and she explains that she's his love cell. And he's a complete jerk for deserting her. And she's been slowly dying for five years. Wow. Okay. Singular love cell with a much longer lifespan than the previous. <laughs> like five years. It was like a week in the previous one. Well, to be fair, we didn't know how long that dude had been suffering his dry spell. That's true. Yeah, to before be fair, he manifested. You're right. But yeah, apparently slowly dying for five years and somehow has managed to escape. So she did a prison break, a la the Joker. Yes. And this is where I learned her name was Nobby and I was like, what? <laughs> So they get into a big tussle. Right. They're like fighting across the the restaurant. And he's trying to hit her with a frying pan. And she's climbing on the ceiling like a cat would. It's actually pretty funny. And <laughs> they cut to a scene where she's tied up with duct tape. And he's laying next to her with a rolling pin that he's like prepared to use on her. And she's trying to appeal to his better nature. Basically being like, you know, we're one being. We're the same person. And you shouldn't have given me up just because of Yebom. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Let's, you know, go out there and find you another person to love. <laughs> Let's be a reasonable human being and not a melodramatic child. Got it. <laughs> exactly. And then it cuts to the girl who was watching the show earlier, which, as you so rightly guessed, was Yebom. And as she's out with the guy who has liked her for 500 days, and he's officially asking her out on a date. Of course. I guess maybe he just told her for 500 days that he liked her, but never asked her out. I don't know. So, okay. He has been low-key stalking her for 500 days. <laughs> I think they're and friends. They act like they're, like, friends, and he's just okay. admitted that he liked her. Okay, sure. All right. Again, if I try to uh, analyze every ludicrous part of the show, we'll never <laughs> get through this episode, Daniel. <laughs> so he is trying to talk her into it. She's like, I'm not ready to date. I want a better job. I'm just working part time. You know, I want to focus on other stuff. And he's like, no, let's let's try. You know, like we've been friends for so long. Let's do this. And it switches back. Kyrie is talking to her assistant about what happened with the love cell. And there's a flashback. To her assistant and the guy who runs the love bank, I think. It's unclear. He doesn't have like a specific role, but he's clearly involved with the love love cell bank somehow. I keep wanting to to do the B-52's Love Shack. Everybody say love bank. <laughs> yes, the Love Shack. So he's the Love Shack guy and the assistant are meeting up to swap containers. <laughs> and one is a suitcase of money, of course. And the other one is a little like liquid nitrogen container of the love cell. It's all kept all right, all I have questions now. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners, but we're going to do this. 
if the love cells are sentient, how is it possibly ethical I, Sam, to imprison them in liquid <laughs> nature or whatever in the bank? I have, like, there. my notes later on when they get through some of this, I was like, how is this legal? <laughs> this is like a dystopia. It's terrible. Uh, I imagine like a, like a cyberpunk dystopia where you have like the organ market so you can just walk in and buy a new pair of eyes or whatever. Yes. This sounds just like that. It's 100% like that. And it's, they act like it's not a big deal. And I'm like... How? <laughs> I mean, we have regulation for things like, you know, uh, sperm banks or egg uh, depositories for where you store your sex cells. Mm-hmm. And those are things that are external to your body that don't have an impact on your emotional well-being directly in the sense that like if you remove them from yourself, that's just normal. Yes, I agree. And it like gets progressively worse. And in there's a regulation few around that. <laughs> Well, apparently the re- the regulation on this is nobody cares if these things are sentient or not. Great. Cool. Super cool with that. And that they might die. <laughs> so as they're checking, like they both open up their containers, they swap them, they're checking them to make sure it's what they you know are supposed to be getting. And as he Wait, thinks- How would the guy know what the love's supposed to look like? Is that like a, a glowing, on it? I don't know. But apparently at this world, well, everybody yeah, knows about love cells. Well, yeah, love cell. I recognize it anywhere. <laughs> So he's looking at it and he kind of like shakes it and it's not moving as much as he apparently seems to think it's supposed to. And he's like, an expert on? I, don't, I don't know, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> you chose this, Danielle. This is your fault. I didn't say I understood it any better than you're going to. <laughs> well, then why are you getting upset at me? I was kind of hoping that like together, maybe we could make more sense of it than I could oh, alone. No, this, is, this is not good. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of it makes sense. You've just roped me into your madness. That's all that's happened. <laughs> So as he's he shakes it, it's not moving as much as he thought. He opens it up because he's stupid, and the love cell just escapes, like floats into the air. And as you so rightly guess, the black and white cat runs up and eats it out of nowhere. Just like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate that there's always a cat around every love cell. They're, they're like <laughs> I don't know quarks in a way. We always have a certain <laughs> pairs of quarks that always appear together. They have to be together at all times. Yeah, like there's like if you make. A certain, you know, particle, it has to produce its complementary particle at the same time to conserve mass and energy and all that kind of stuff. So I'm guessing love cells and cats are like that. I am 100% willing to go with that theory. And to be clear to everyone listening, I don't know enough particle physics to actually use the proper words. So uh, you know, that's what going to get. Like any good author, Sam, it sounded legit. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm saying has an element of truth. Uh, I bet someone out there could probably clarify the exact principle I'm talking about in better words than yeah, my somebody wants words. to tell us about the love cell quark principle, we would love to hear <laughs> My <laughs> first thought was like, whenever you do like radiation, there's neutrinos that are emitted. But then I'm like, I don't know what that really means. <laughs> that has anything to do with this? Because like, when the love cells produces it emit a cat, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, something like <laughs> I that. I really there's that cats idea. every time there's a love cell, the cat eats it, runs off. And Taijun has meanwhile managed to trap his love cell inside a cage. Where he got the human sized cage? I don't know, Sam. Wait, 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 wait. Taejun trapped the human love cell in the cage, Absolutely. not the bubble. This is where it gets ethically even worse. Why does he have a cage in his restaurant? I don't know. Like, I, this guy a serial killer? I have no idea. I actually didn't even think about it at the time and just thought of it while I said it out loud. And I was like, where did the cage come from? <laughs> and it's like a man-sized container. Like, this is not okay. This just sounds terrible. <laughs> it's great. 
And he takes it to the person who runs the love cell bank. So the guy who originally traded it, he obviously does not know that the guy traded it. So he shows up and he's like, the guy is like, that's a person. He's like, mm, it's a love cell. And it's actually a cat. So it doesn't matter that it's in a cage. And also it's love cell, but uh, back where it belongs. <laughs> that, how is that bank guy to have all the questions in the world right now? <laughs> but he seems very unconcerned by the fact that there's basically like a human cat hybrid cell right. thing. I mean, this happened love cells. Like, does he like knock over the love like a container of love accidents somebody all these cats come out of nowhere like oh all these women appeared oh, every time all right i gotta round them up well i'm hopefully people's love cells aren't disappearing that often but like what well, i just i don't understand the i'm gonna pause i don't understand the plan so they pl- they like they were gonna put this love cell Who's back plan, into I, I, there's so many people's plans here i don't understand so her plan was to apparently steal the love cell like bribe the guy for the love cell give it yep. back to taejun somehow yep. we don't know how and the idea was that taejun wouldn't notice that he got his love cell back even though he start feelings emotions again well maybe he thought he just regrew another one it, i don't think that the point works is, I, think, <laughs> I think that based on her being in such a rush and the timeline i think the plan was to get it back into him almost immediately before he sees her right so, so they it's fall kind in of love like, like instantly yes and so you won't have time to like re- it's kind of like those classic stories like oh it's a love potion the next person they see they'll fall in love with yes i think that's the that, idea but i don't think that's how love cells work oh like you're the expert <laughs> on love cells daniel <laughs> you tell me how they work then they, well the rest of the story would would back me up and my thought that like you're not just instantly attracted to whoever you see after you get your love cell back oh, oh, oh i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that you know he wouldn't have enough time to register the new emotions before falling for hyrie and then being like i'm okay with this yes something like I'm that i'm not saying like it's like a magic potion that makes him fall in love i'm just saying the premise of their plan was the same which is get into him as quickly as possible and then get my get me in front of him before he has a chance to realize anything's wrong and we'll fall in love and it'll be fine he won't care yes yes so he, but he does care. So you're <laughs> welcome. I figured that one out for you, Daniel. Thank you. See, I knew this would help. I knew you were the right person to ask about this show too. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Isn't it at all? <laughs> Outside of this podcast, I would not be sharing this particular story with you. I don't know if I'd be insulted by that or not. <laughs> so he wants it locked back up or he's going to report it to the news that it escaped. And I was like, because he immediately, this guy, the guy who runs the love cell bake, immediately takes it back to Hyrie. He doesn't seem to care. <laughs> you have such a bigger news story than the escaped love cell. You have a like the birth of sentient life. Which maybe people know and don't care about. Also, and not to get too crass for a moment, but if you could turn your love cells into beautiful women, there'd be a market for that. Yeah, but they have to like, well... I don't know. Let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, no. They're not like sentient. I think they're sentient, but not in the way where the- – because they just never have any inclination that they have actual like romantic feelings for their love cells or vice versa. my point is people buy, you know, sex dolls. Like, sure. you know, they're not, they don't care about what the thing is feeling. Well, this particular show does not get into the repercussions of love cell cat – human hybrids which maybe it should because there's a lot of ethical and moral issues that's what i'm saying like this is a dystopia Dana. how do we keep finding the seemingly <laughs> light-hearted and benign media that turn out to be deeply deeply disturbing <laughs> dystopias when analyzed by us is it us are we the problem it might be it might be us listeners are we valid or is it just us are we just too cynical and like is our first thought that everything is terrible just on us or is it that this media really does have a dark underbelly <laughs> i think this one actually has kind of a dark underbelly the story doesn't go there so i like tried not to go there in my head but 
Thanks for that, Sam. So, uh, okay, that's what I'm here for, overanalyzing media in ways it shouldn't be. My question was actually more of like, is there a black market for love cells then? If he's trading money for this love cell, like probably is not the first time this has ever happened. Well, what, I mean, what, what are you going to do with the love cell? I don't know. Like you put two in your, do you love extra hard? I have no idea. I just, like, who knows what the purpose of a love cell is and we know nothing about them. Apparently, there's like the rules are flexible and you can make up anything you want. So it doesn't matter. All right. All right. Well, then why are we even arguing about it? <laughs> so Hyri gets the love cell back in the cage and she makes a deal with her. She basically is like, I'll let you live if you help Taejun fall in love with me. Not really so much of a deal as a threat. It is a threat. And to make sure she doesn't back out of this deal slash threat, she implants Uh-oh. a device in her, like in her hand, a little... I don't know. Is he going to like kill her? If she pushes a button on this this little like black box thing that she has, 2,000 volts of electricity will fry her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is way more Suicide Squad than I think it should be. <laughs> it's it kind of dark towards the end. It's kind of dark towards the now. <laughs> so meanwhile, fi- okay. the 500 Days guy, which I never wrote the name down. I'm sorry, 500 Days guy. <laughs> uh, clearly names in these shows don't matter to you, Danielle. <laughs> not this guy, I guess. He's not that important. So he's trying to get Yebom to agree to date him. And she has a flashback this time to her relationship with Taejun, which is a series of scenes where she wants to keep, she wants to go do something, you know, like, oh, let's go to the coast. Let's go shopping. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he keeps putting it off to work on his recipes or put together his restaurant. He's like, later, later, later. Let's, you know, I don't have time for it now. He always has a reason why he can't do something. And so they eventually end up having a big fight and they break up. Wow. They're both really hung up on that relationship. They really are. It's been five years and they're both just like haven't dated anybody in that five-year period and are very obsessed with the fact that they broke up. They didn't have a healthy relationship. They don't have a healthy breakup. Except that Taejun doesn't have love cells, so he probably hasn't thought about it much in the five years and she's obsessed with it for five years. Honestly, he probably has the healthiest reaction so far based (laughs) on that, which is not good. So she ends up thinking about her past, like the person she's hung up on. She ends up agreeing to date uh, to date 500 days guy. <laughs> You're calling 500 from now on. <laughs> 500. And that evening on the date, they kiss, but they, it's terrible. They, they end the kiss. They pull away. And she's like, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> and he's like, do you want <sighs> me to kiss you more passionately? <laughs> I like his moxie. I know. They stay together through that. Like there's actually several more dates, but I just thought, I was like, who says that out loud? Yeah, way to be a real, real jerk about it. Also, Jeez, how many like first kids you're like, that was perfect. <laughs> well, apparently every Korean drama. So if you don't have a perfect kiss on your first Korean drama, then you're not meant to be with that person. Well, I better write to all my exes and be like, sorry. <laughs> Doesn't have to be the perfect kiss. It's just your like perfect thing in that moment. Anyway, that evening, Taejun is hosting a dinner for some power bloggers at his restaurant. Wait. Power bloggers? Yeah, like bloggers who hold a lot of influence. I know. I just really like the name. Like, we have our joggers, our speed walkers, and our power bloggers. <laughs> I think that's probably the phrase they used on the, the translation, and I just took it. I like but it. But they are power bloggers. That's what they're called. I just really love the words power bloggers. I'm bringing it back. Everybody, <laughs> don't call Instagram whatever's influencers. Call them power bloggers. See how they react. <laughs> this is back when blogs were a bigger deal. Hashtag power blog. <laughs> 
So it's going pretty well. The whole dinner is going pretty well until they ask if he's single. And he's like, yeah, I, I am single. And he's immediately interrupted by Navi, who shows up again. And she's crying. And she has a sign that says, you know, I don't know, I love you, Tejun, or it's something. Just like, it's like a love actually thing. <laughs> kind of. She's saying she'll be good. I promise. Please don't kick me out. I'm sorry. And everybody thinks it's his girlfriend again. How does nobody realize this is insane? Like, it could just be a random obsessed fan. I don't know. But they're all like, oh, you said you were single. But look, that person just said they were living with you. And they kind of start taking pictures. And they're like, oh, we're going to blog about this. It's going to be so famous. And right as it starts to go really bad and he's freaking out, she's like, oh, I'm his sister. I wanted to date and he wouldn't let me. He said I was too young. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Is this a, again, I I forgive my ignorance. Is this a Korean thing about siblings and uh, like older brothers and younger sisters lying to the date or? I don't know the answer to that. I think they probably, the people higher up in your family structure hold a lot more sway over you. Fair enough. At least according to Korean dramas. But I think that's culturally a thing for a lot of different cultures where. I I get it. I'm just trying trying to make sure that like, that would be even crazier to me if I heard that. Like in the restaurant here, so I want to I want to get a barometer for how. Well, she implies that she's living with him, so perhaps because he's head of household in that situation, okay. she's like quote unquote not allowed to date. It doesn't really matter; it's fake. Oh, but but people don't react to that. People are okay with that. So I'm, they're all I'm like, "Oh, at. it's your sister." I see. <laughs> okay, so that's not the weird part. Okay. No. <laughs> all right, so I, I, I want to get a sense of like how insane that statement was, and it appears to be not very insane. No, it's not that insane. Like they're they buy it. And she basically just low-key threatens him, like, this is my, this is how I took the situation, because it's very unclear how she ends up living with him again, because he just kicked her out, and you think he'd be like, why are you back? You were supposed yeah, to be no put duh. in the basement of the love cell bank. But instead, she kind of just low-key threatens him, and is like, I will make your life miserable, and ruin your dinner every night if you don't let me live with you. All right. If she's a love cell and therefore has no value as life, well, I'm not saying that's true, but according to this universe, that seems to be the case. Uh-huh. He could just murder her, right? You would think so. He also like... There's no reason to let her stay. And you see, the scene is so confusing. I was, this is my, what I think happened because it's the only logical thing that makes sense as to how she Get ended a restraining up back order. with him. <laughs> it's your love cell. <laughs> You think you'd just be able to call the company and say, come pick up this person with Love Cell because it's not supposed to be here. I will sue well, you. Well, then she's going to get back to what's-her-face, Hyrie, and the whole thing's going to start over again. Right, but he uh, doesn't. I'll be like, plug your leak. He Figure doesn't out why she that. keeps escaping. There's not even a single scene where he's like, how did you escape? <laughs> like, he's just like, okay, whatever, come live with me. Dude is so passive. So the next scene is Navi and Hyrie are together, and she's giving, Navi's giving Hyrie pointers on the things that Taejun likes. Like, okay, like, he doesn't like women like you. You're very pushy and loud and uh, kind of obnoxious. Oh, and mean. <laughs> no offense to Navi, but how does she know? He hasn't been with him in five, six years? In five years? years, but she's like, the the show kind of pushes this a little bit more, but it, it comes up in a little bit. Like, they're one or whatever. They're Okay, so they are like one entity. Their minds are linked, so she knows what he likes to like. Give or take, and it it comes up in just a little bit. You'll see okay. You'll see that happening. I wish they played with it more, because it's actually a really interesting concept, and they don't go very far with it. Oh, it sounds very uh, uh, Philip Pullman. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> And so as he's doing this, they're like out shopping and she's expl- you know, explaining the stuff that he likes. And they run into Yebom and basically time stops for Navi. She like sees her and she's like, oh my God, I have so much emotion and feeling towards this this woman. And it's the reflection of Taejun's feelings towards her. Oh, how sweet. Right. Interesting concept, right? I wish they ran with it more. <laughs> 
And so uh, Navi clearly has these romantic Tejuni feelings for her. And it's like in her cellular structure or whatever. And she's really shocked by her reaction to Yevo. And she like runs off. She leaves the store and she runs down the street and is really worked up about it. So back home that night, she's back at Tejun's and she is pretty despondent. She's just kind of zoning out on the couch. And he thinks it's funny and he pulls out a laser pointer. Oh, gosh. It's in the carpet and she like suddenly is like, oh my God, a laser pointer. And she starts running after it. How does he know she's a cat? Uh, Because he saw her come in as a cat, remember? And then turn into Yeah, but like, that would be my first thought would be, oh yes, this cat that I saw for a moment and then lost sight of is clearly transformed into this person love cell thing. Like, that makes sense. Maybe she was like, so this cat ate me as a love cell and now I'm a cat. Okay, I have to say, there's some serious, like, my skepticism meter would be high at that point. And she, as she's chasing the, the laser pointer, she suddenly realizes what she's doing and she gets like really angry at him. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's and fun. She's basically, she gets mad at him and is like, listen, I if I die as a love cell, you'll never love again. Like you're not going to have these feelings again. And he's like, yeah, I'm totally good with that. I mean, I got rid of it's you for a reason. Years. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to love again. I don't want to have these like, these feelings, these life feelings anymore. So get out of here. I don't want to grow up. I don't want to go to school. And she's like, we have a real problem though, because I think that I'm all like, your love cells are only activating for one person. And that's how stuff like Romeo and Juliet happens or Helen of Troy. Like it's bad news bears if I only, if you can't fall in love with a single other person except Yabum. Okay. Uh, BS. <laughs> Just saying. Apparently it doesn't happen often, but it's a thing that happens. And if you're not with that person, then you're, you die. <laughs> So she's blaming the fictional story of Romeo and Juliet on love cells. Yes. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could write an entire novel on Romeo and Juliet's issues. I so. mean, I think that has been done. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the story of Romeo and Juliet, as you may know. Well, it's a tragedy. I think we have to look at it in that context and not as a romance. <laughs> yes, it is a tragedy. But it's also a tragedy. It's completely based on miscommunication and bad timing. <laughs> so it's like a perfect team drama for oh, you. I hate those. Sam, you know I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, he doesn't see that that's really that big of a deal. And he says, you probably think that I left the love cell to forget Yebom. Like I didn't want to remember her anymore. She's like, yeah, of course. That's why you did that. And he's like, no, I was afraid that I would forget her. So I got rid of the love cell so that I could think about her without feeling pain and sadness every time I thought about her. So that way I could think of her perpetually and not be angry and sad about it every time. And because- That doesn't track. <laughs> no, well, that's what he says. And he's like, because I could focus so well and emotion wasn't played up to it, that's how I became such a good chef in the last couple of years and now that you're back you're ruining everything like stuff's not going as well <laughs> my business is suffering and that evening he ends up cooking himself a meal and she steals it because he tries to feed her cat food <laughs> Ew. He's just being obnoxious. And when she tries it, she like stops. She takes a bite. She looks at him. And she's like, you know that you're never going to become the best chef in Korea because your food, part of what makes good food is the emotion is that goes love. into it. And you are you don't have any of that. It's good. It's good food, but it could be a lot better. And cooking isn't all about presentation. Have you ever received a compliment that isn't about the presentation of your food? And he- So she's saying the food, the best part of the food is how it looks. He's, she's saying that food isn't all about how it looks. No, but she's saying the best part about his Food is, is how, how it looks. looks. Yeah. And so That's he, a harsh critique. It is. And he has flashbacks to like all the compliments he's ever received. And all of them are like, this looks amazing. You know, like the 
those kinds of this is like I don't know if that's enough to make you a, an amazing chef like get you your own restaurant if it just looks good but it doesn't taste very good she says it tastes good but just like it could be you're never going to be as great as you want to be as a chef because okay. your potential is limited yeah because you can only cook at 80 percent you'll never cook at 100 because you don't have that extra oomph of of emotion behind your cooking and I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that necessarily either. I don't know. It's very unclear what emotions one has without a love cell. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are unclear about love cells. Because here's the thing. His love still still exists. It's just not like inside of him. And if they're still linked, like like a psychic link still. Yes. I, 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 I don't really understand. Well, I don't either. And that kind of comes into play in this next this next section is like how – being around his love cell seems to give him more emotion, but it's not in him, which seems perplexing. Yeah, it's like being around your spleen. I keep bringing back spleens. I guess <laughs> I don't really know what a spleen does. So I feel like I can talk about it without giving myself too much trouble. So they, she's trying to convince him after she tells him all that, and he kind of has the dawning realization that maybe she's right. She tries to convince him that maybe Hyrie could teach him a little bit about love. Like maybe his food would get better if he tried dating other people. And maybe she'd finally become a star. You may not remember, Sam, but love cells somehow eventually become stars for reasons I don't understand. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's like they get their wings, but it's only they become stars exactly. or something. Exactly. I don't know why. Sense. Did Navi become a star at the end of the last she series? Did, I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. As we established, neither of us remember what happens at the end of that series. Well, I don't blame myself, Danielle, but I'm very <laughs> disappointed in you. I just, my favorite part of the ending of that was the closed credits where the cat rolled over and pretended to be dead. <laughs> it was so cute. And then it wiped out the rest of what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you, you didn't do bother to do any sort of refresh before talking about the sequel. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Doesn't really matter. As I said, I had nothing to do with the second one. <laughs> you keep bringing up though. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward just a little bit because these parts don't really matter that much. Basically, he has some good moments with Hyrie, but it's not moving along as smoothly as Hyrie would like it to or as fast. And basically, she's like, Navi, if you do not speed up this process and make him fall in love with me, then I'm going to murder you. <laughs> A- Harsh. B, how do you think love works? I don't know. It's very, like, she does not have realistic expectations with this person. I mean, to be fair, I don't really understand how love works in this world either. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, what an empty threat. Like, unless you can prove that Taejun's never going to fall in love with you, why would you kill the love cell that gives you the best bet of Taejun falling in love with you? No one in this, this show <laughs> makes any sense, Danielle. I know. I knew that going into it. And yet, here we are. <laughs> uh, Navi tells her that she's too bitchy, she's too mean, and she needs to give Taejun a opportunity to come to her, basically, and feel needed. Like, she's just, she's always in his face. Like This sounds like back. bad rom-com advice. <laughs> oh, well, that's all she did in the first one, was give him bad rom-com advice. That's a, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> they had a little book, remember? <laughs> they did oh, like yeah. a... And the rules yeah. and everything, all right. <laughs> So back home, Taejun realizes that she's she's feeling kind of down due, due to the whole potential future murder that she might have happen to her. I mean, that would do it. 
So he decides to be a bit nicer to her. He orders her some fish to be delivered and he cooks it for her, which is very sweet. And when she finally sits down to eat it, she's like, oh, this actually tastes a lot better than the, you know, the last meals that you made me. And so my theory, obviously, is that he's, you know, he made it because he felt bad for her. So he was feeling some kind of emotion for her. Also, unrelated, does Iceman make another appearance in this show? No, and it's so sad, Sam. I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I was looking, I was waiting for that. All right. Well, I know, they totally disagree. Regard the off. fact that she has, like, maybe the only the other Navi had magical powers that she could pull from magical gifts. Uh, that's so disappointing, Danielle. I know. It was really sad. But it does get particularly weird towards the end, so that's fun. All right. Well, I'm sorry to derail <laughs> us with that. I just, I just was waiting for him. I'm like, does he ever show up? No, I know. I wish he did, because that's really the best part of the first one. For sure. So, Hyrie's big plan is to let... Okay. If somebody said, you need to let him come to you, you need to, you know, have him be... A, of service to you, like feel like he's needed. Wouldn't you do something really banal and just kind of easy, like pretend to have a cold or lose a shoe and need him to come get some, I don't know, something that's just like easy? Get kidnapped and have him <laughs> rescue you. No. What happens is that she ends up getting into a fake fight with her, the director of the show that she's on. The one uh-huh. that, and she quits her job in like a fit. And her plan is that she knows the director won't actually let her quit which that's betting on a lot for your job. <laughs> no kidding. And she thinks the director will contact Taejun to, to contact her to get her to work again. So he's being of service to her by actually being of service to the director by getting her back for the show. Yeah, like he'll feel obligated for, uh, by the director to talk to her. That's not helping her. That's helping the director. <laughs> but it works like a charm. She quits. The director's like, Taejun, please talk to her. And Taejun ends up calling her and they meet up. Oh my God. <laughs> Why do these people's dumb plans keep succeeding? <laughs> because it's a Korean drama plot. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you can't blame everything on that. <laughs> so she shows up. She looks terrible. You know, her hair's all raggedy. She's super peaked. She's got dark circles under her eyes. And he's like, why do you look so bad? And there's this like, kind of funny flashback to her with a makeup artist. She's like drawing dark circles under her eyes. And she's like, do I look pitiful enough yet? <laughs> Aww. She's really committed you know to what? it. She may be creepy, but at least she's trying. <laughs> she is trying. She really loves Taejun, sort of. Kind of. He, she's really obsessed with Taejun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he comforts her, convinces her to return. And meanwhile, Ye Bom decides it's not working out with 500. Aw, poor Fivey. And <laughs> she breaks up with him. He runs after her train dramatically, but he doesn't make it. And it doesn't really matter because she takes a nice long walk after she gets off the train. And by chance, she meets up with Taejun, who's also doing <gasps> the same. She took that midnight train going anywhere <laughs> and met Taejun. <laughs> Taejun. What a lucky break. <laughs> of all the gin joints in Korea, we has had to walk into mine. <laughs> of note, this is the first time they've met in this entire series. And it's like right towards the end. <laughs> Oh, wow. Impressive, that was fast. Right? Well, there's a little bit. There's a bit more. Like, it's crazy. So they're quite surprised to meet each other. They decide to talk it out. And he ends up telling her, as you do, that he left his love cell at the bank because of her. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone does. That's what the bank there. You can pick it up if you want. <laughs> Just FYI. Uh, it was really She's hard for you. She's now a girl cat thing? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> she lives at my house. It's a big, big deal. She also has a chip that's going to murder her. <laughs> he doesn't somehow, know about Somehow, and she's sentient. Do you know love cells were sentient? <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> but still, I kind of wanted to kill her, but I didn't. I grew as a person. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, this is so ethically not okay on <laughs> many fronts. That's the conversation. You don't actually see a whole lot of it, oddly enough. And when he gets we home- We should have an ethicist come onto our show one time and just provide the appropriate context that we don't know about ethics <laughs> to nice. help us solve all these problems. Like, could you please explain to us whether or not this is morally I repugnant? Mean, we know it's not okay, but we don't know like why. Can you give us the ethical framework to describe why this is not okay? <laughs> Because she might have sentience. Oh, okay. I guess it was that easy. <laughs> Problem's <laughs> Never out. Never mind. <laughs> okay. She gets home. He gets home. He is kind of overwhelmed, I think, by the whole experience of meeting her again. And he gets into a fight with Navi. He admits that he saw her. And she runs off. She's, like, mad that they got into an argument. She's worried that he's going to try and fall for Yebom again. And it's not going to work out. And he's never going to fall in love with his other girl. And she's going to end up dying. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole conflict of interest. And she's like, going to get murdered. She's not really a, a love cell looking out for his best interest. Not you know? at this Isn't moment, though. No. She's looking out for her own best interest. It's like finding a good accountant. Yeah, make sure that's what looks out for you. <laughs> exactly. So she ends up coming to the conclusion to, to blame Ye bomb on the for all of this this fiasco and so she decides to like stalk her sort of why is everyone's first step in this show stalking hiree let me stalk taejun uh 5e guy let me stalk uh yay bomb yay bomb why is stalking the go-to solution i don't know but and she's following her comedically and she ends up getting a job at the shop where yay bomb works okay and this can hijinks ensue <laughs> kind of it's very short so yay bomb is like you seem really familiar like i've i don't know i just get like a good vibe from you so she's basically feeling taejun's energy and he likes her immediately and navi's like oh don't know you don't know what you're talking about and she does a little reconnaissance. Basically, she finds out that she broke up with 500 recently and she's looking for a new job because she doesn't want to be a part-timer anymore and she plans not to date until after she gets this new job. And so she immediately, Navi, makes plans with Hairi and her assistant calls Yevom to tell her that she got a job from an interview that she did recently, which is a lie. Oh. It's all a lie. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, it's like a con. Basically, he says this as if he's looking at a resume. He's like, I see you still have your love cell, which is that something you have to put down on your resume? Why would I interview Why, why your employer know, know about that? Yeah. And in order to get this job, she has to get rid of her love cell. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why, Sam? Why? That is... is that... I don't know what employment laws are like in <laughs> Korea, but that's, that's ludicrous. How is that legal? If it's, le if it's legal, why would you even accept that premise? Like, clearly, this is a employer who blurs the lines of ethics and, you know, the relationship between the employer-employee. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. It's going to be a bad place to work. I know. When all that happened, I was watching it. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Wild man. Oof. And she gets home, Navi gets home, Taejun's cooking dinner an apology for the fight that they had. And he admits that he thought that having all these feelings, his heart racing, all of that would be a terrible experience, but it's actually making him feel more alive than he's felt in years. Aww. I know, it's sweet. So she tells him that he's she's glad, but she's like, dude, you have to give up on Yebom because the chance of working out again with an ex that you haven't seen in five years and you broke up for valid reasons, like near impossible that it's actually ever going to work again. Okay. All right. Now, 
I don't, I don't think she was wrong about that. But didn't she just say earlier that they were destined to be together? Like, you know, how long of Troy and that's Paris? that's not true. She's like, I'm afraid. She was, didn't say specifically that it was happening, that he was only, that the love style was only being triggered by one person, just that she thought that might be the case. She's hoping okay. that if he like attempts to have a relationship with somebody else, that maybe that's not true. She doesn't know for sure. But then why does she care if he hooks up with... I mean, obviously she cares because she's going to get murdered by Hyrie, but is that like her only motivation for right pushing Right now, away? it's basically her motivation. I think she feels bad, like, you know, you need to get over Eboam and move on because you're clearly never going to work out with her. But I also think that it's highly motivated by the fact that she's going to die if she doesn't get him and Hyrie together. All right. I'll, I'll accept your explanation. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so instead of focusing on Eboam, he should focus his efforts on Hyrie. And there's a flash over to Eboam who calls... Fire 500 and tells him he's like she's like stop calling me because i'm gonna go get rid of my love cell and she hangs up the phone so she takes the job on the premise she has that she has to give her, her love cell. cell yep and no i know and he calls her back immediately after she hangs up and obviously she doesn't answer and he starts running towards the love bank because apparently she's gonna do it right that second because as i said it's apparently a walk-in clinic <laughs> That's crazy. All, all of this is nonsense. <laughs> so she shows up. She goes into the bank. She is being followed somehow by the assistant and Navi, who earlier, remember how Navi complained that she was in there for five years, slowly dying? Yeah. And so I guess she's now a murderer of her own kind because she's like okay, pro okay. Yebom getting rid of her. She's a traitor. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I was like, Navi, what are you doing? That's not okay. Like, <laughs> You know what it's like to be trapped in there as a sentient, apparently sentient creature. And you're like... Maybe they're only sentient when they meet their cat particle <laughs> half. Let's go with that. You don't get sentient until you meet your cat. Like, you need the cat to make the sentience work. <laughs> I like that uh, idea. Just, I don't know, Danielle. I'm just overwhelmed by nonsense right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. I It's valid. So she starts to, like I said earlier, this is where you find out that apparently this is an actual surgery. She starts to undergo the surgery. She's in a suite, a surgery suite. And Taejin's clearly thinking about his feelings and he ends up giving her a call, but her phone is in the locker with her clothes, so she doesn't hear it. And then 500 Day Guy shows up and somehow makes it to the surgery suite, which is bananas to me. And she's, he's like banging no. on the window. He's like, let me in! This is like a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, grad, the graduates in the end. <laughs> so dumb. I was like, how did he get in there? And how does he know what surgery room she's in? Is there only one surgery room? He <laughs> would never get past the front door. No, not at all. You'd like sign in with the desk. There's probably a locked door between there and the surgery suite. You would hope. <laughs> So she pauses and, you know, gets up and goes to have a conversation with him. And she explains that she's thought really hard about this, I guess, for the last five hours since receiving the Yeah, call. no, I, that's not enough time. And she's like, I'm really tired of feeling the way that I feel and not having progressed in the last five years. And I want to feel better. And I don't care if I forget everything, if I'm a different person, just because I lose my emotions. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to. Sure. And she goes back into surgery. She gets her love cell removed. And End of show. That's the end of the show. The end. Taejun and- It is like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Everyone ends sad because people didn't like take a four seconds to talk to each other. <laughs> exactly. That's it. It's a really depressing TV show, Sam. I can... yeah, all right. Well, well, I guess we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Until then. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not Keep your love cells intact. <laughs> Keep your love cells intact. <laughs> Navi goes out to celebrate with Hyrie and the assistant, and they're at a karaoke bar, and as she's singing, you know, she's rocking out, she suddenly 
realizes what, what she did, you know, that she destroyed Yebom's life and love cell and that she well, has feelings for Which one realizes? Is it Hyvri or Navi? Navi, Navi feels it. Okay, all right. It wasn't clear which Sorry. one of the two people. Yeah, no, Navi suddenly realizes, like, what she just did to the person. Oh, now she realizes it. Taejun loves, basically. And she's actually quite a, I would think, it's one of the best scenes in the whole, the TV show. It's really powerful. She's a good actress. It's just suddenly, she's like in the middle of singing and then suddenly just starts to cry and then is sobbing and they all just kind of push her aside and continue partying. Which is <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. But it's, it's a good scene. And so after her surgery, she realizes this is, a, this is what's her face? <laughs> Danielle, I can't help you. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> This is Yebom. After her surgery, oh. after Yebom's surgery, she calls Taejun back. She sees that she has a missed call and they meet up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just removed my love cell. Just FYI. <laughs> just got out of that surgery. Doing good. Yeah, and apparently it's an outpatient procedure. Yeah, he's just kind of apathetic when she says it. She's kind of a monotone effect to her. And he's shocked. And there's this really dramatic push-pull scene, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> it goes on forever. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And so the next morning, Navi ends up cooking for Taejun and tells him that he needs to get over Yebom by moving on. And it's the only way to heal. Like, obviously, he can't fall in love with somebody who doesn't have a love cell. Well, can't you just get it back to her? Mm, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at no, the moment, like, no. the whole premise of the bank that you can get them back at any time? Yeah, but Yebom has to have, like, she's the one that has to go back and get it, I guess, unless okay, they... Yeah. they bribe the bank guide. I can see that they have a pretty lax policy on keeping them in there. What do you gotta do? Just get a bag of cats, release them into the bank, and then women pop out. I don't see the problem. Problem solved. They just have to match the cats with the with the people that originally owned the love cell. The love cells know who they belong to because they have that psychic link. That's true. Yeah, perfect plan. They know. Good. We, pro- we problem solved. <laughs> Hurting cats. Whole other definition. He decides Eesh. to go on. Taejin decides to go on a date with Hyrie. She give it a go. He picks her up at the station. And as they're trying to decide in the car where to go for dinner, Navi's voice comes over the speaker of the phone of the, the speaker of the car, directing uh-huh. them to a restaurant like a GPS. And because, I don't know, magic. <laughs> Uh, and it reminded me of the scenes from the the first one with the, all the magic stuff. I was like, magic GPS. <laughs> oh, she bet Iceman wasn't there to sell it to her. He's really confused. He's like, how is your voice coming out of this? And then you actually do see a scene. It switches to her with the assistant in a separate car. She has a little microphone that she's speaking through. So they apparently- That doesn't answer the question. No, they rigged the car. Why? <laughs> That's a really elaborate scheme. <laughs> For the two seconds that it's used, because all she does is direct them to the appropriate restaurant. <laughs> he couldn't just be told beforehand, hey, go here. No, I know, it was bananas. I don't know why. What does it accomplish? <laughs> why does them having directions in situ I don't know. better than having directions beforehand? I have no idea. I have no idea why that scene was in there, and I only told you about it because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, why <laughs> was it there? <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so that evening, they're being stalked by Navi and the assistant as oh, they go stalking, through. stalking, of course. Stalking as they go to dinner and through, through the stuff. They go on a walk. And Hyrie is like, listen, I can't make you forget your ex-girlfriend, but I can potentially help you move on, and I'd really like to. And she leans in for a kiss, which Taejun is clearly not feeling. He's very ill-prepared for this moment. <laughs> 
Aww. And the assistant, with no warning, watching from some bushes, starts yelling. She like he makes some yelling noises, and he interrupts the moment, so they pull away from each other. And then he runs off crying. And Navi is like, "Oh, he must have been in love with Irie." Oh, this is Shakespearean comedy all over again. <laughs> but the best part, one of the best scenes of the entire show, is a cutscene to the assistant's face. He's shouting into the night. He's like, "Irie, I love you!" And then it, the camera zooms out. And he's on a racer scooter riding alone down an empty road. <laughs> All right. I like his style. Hi, You're missing out. Oh, it's so good. I laughed so hard. I don't know why. It was so funny. <laughs> so the next day, <laughs> I, don't, I don't It's the only time it comes up. He doesn't seem to, he's unrequited love. I, I, I would be really cool if you did like some sweet tricks on that scooter. <laughs> no, he's just riding down. He's like pushing one leg against the pavement, riding a scooter. I, I want to do like you. a sweet grind while he's shouting he loves Hyrie and crying. The next day, Navi asks if she's done yet. Like, okay, I got you a date. Like, you're together now. Can you please let me go? Take this thing out of my hand. And Hyrie's like, okay, I have one more task for you. You must make Tejun propose to me. Propose marriage. Okay, another question I have. Yes. I mean, first off, that's an insane request. Yeah, absolutely. We'll that. <laughs> what prevents Navi from just taking it out herself? I don't know. It's like... Uh, they like lasered it into her hand. There was a little lasered it. Yeah, into I didn't tell you that hand. part, but there was like I don't know what they put in her hand, but it's it had like a little red laser beam. <laughs> yeah, that's just the question. Sure. <laughs> Sam, I didn't think it'd be relevant. <laughs> just take it out. Just like I mean, go get some surgery, get a knife, whatever. Just dig it out of there. Yeah, I don't know if it's what they put in her hand to allow. For, I don't know if it's some kind of futuristic thing that you can't take out of your hand. I don't know. All right, sorry. Anyway. Uh, just getting proposed to me, that's all. Yeah, which they've got on one date, sort of. Right, no, it's, it's ludicrous. Yeah, and so her plan, Hyrie's plan is like, I'm going to set the event up. You just need to get him there and get him in the mood to propose. <laughs> that's it? That's, that's all you need? That's how it works. <laughs> that's easy. Oh, I can I can be in the mood to propose. What mood is that? <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't I'm make proposing mood. Sense. I'm going to go out and the propose some things. The whole last part of this does not make any sense to me. <laughs> Oh, it's made so much sense up until now. Uh, I feel like in comparison to the last uh, 15 minutes of this, it like it made so much more sense. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Taejun is reflecting some more on his feelings, and he digs through his memory box of his time with Yebom and has more flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks in this TV show. Um, I got that. And for some reason, Hyrie has set up this proposal to involve all the people from the TV station. And I don't think it's being filmed, but they're all helping her like set up the... Uh, balloons and the stage and the I don't know it's very dressy <laughs> and she's convinced she's like she's convinced the director by saying you're gonna have you know people are gonna be so invested in the two hosts from your TV show you know what and getting engaged and that's kind of how she gets everybody on board to help her out I think I don't buy it no I don't either and at one point somebody opens a box of like fake candles uh, little electric candles and she's like okay now set up 20,000 of those and I was like 20,000 candles what <laughs> Did she know how numbers work? <laughs> and they, it's very like almost meta because the person looks at the box like, what? <laughs> and you do not see 20,000 candles later, just FYI. I, I, I'm assuming the guy's just like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get right on it. Put like five, like, where are good all the enough. boxes with the candles? He only opens one. <laughs> Uh, so back at home, Nate, Navi's trying to convince Tejun to go to the event, quote unquote. He doesn't know exactly what's going on, but he knows that Hyrie's planned it. And 
He's like, listen, you have to know I don't have feelings for her. I've tried. I've tried again. It's, but it's also, not working. He doesn't have feelings, period, because he doesn't have his love cell in him. But she's, he's been having, like, more feelings. He still doesn't have, like, necessarily deep feelings, but he's he's had more and more. Why didn't Hyrie just, like, figure out how to jam Navi back into him? I don't know. But even with that Navi being so right, close. But you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it seems to imply that Navi being, like, near him has given him all these feelings kind of back. Maybe not full feelings, yeah, but, but... she really wants the love cell to be back as a, as a part of him. Right. I don't know why she doesn't just like, maybe she can't turn the human back into a love cell, Sam. I don't know how it works. No one knows how it works, Danielle. <laughs> it's inside the cat. They seem to imply that like the cat ate it. Somehow you have to get it out of the cat. But how do you get it out of the cat? But where's the cat? Because all you see is the girl. turned into the human. <laughs> What's going on? It's like a freaking Ouroboros. <laughs> It's like one of those Russian dolls, and you just keep unboxing doll after doll after doll. It's in the cat, it's in the human, it's in the cell, it's in the what? I don't, I don't know how all this works. I don't know. As long as we're clear on that, Danielle. So he says he doesn't have feelings for Hyrie, and she's like, "I know you're heading out to say yay bomb again. It's a terrible idea because you can't just like it's never going to work out with her." <laughs> You need to love somebody else. And he, like, you'll never have feelings for somebody else if you don't try to have feelings for somebody else. Like, if you don't, don't go out of your way. And she tells him, why don't you meet Yebom after the event? He says, no, I can't do that because later is what got me into this, this mess. This is why we broke up is because I was never happy in the moment. I was always like waiting for a later moment to be happy and put things off with her. So I have to do it right now. But before he leaves, he tells Navi, he's like, I'm so glad you came back and made me real so much and he gives her a hug and he thanks her and oh, she's gonna have guilt she 100 percent. exactly what happens immediately she has guilt <laughs> and back at the set Hyrie gets word that Tejin's shown up for the event she hides behind a curtain on this makeshift stage thing and then she oh no just like polonius <laughs> except it doesn't end in murder well not her oh no a rat <laughs> you've been stalking me <laughs> So she walks out and she realizes it is not Tejun. It is definitely Navi. And Navi's like, yeah, I'm standing in for Tejun because we're basically the same person anyway. And <laughs> I just realized, because he hugged me and thanked me, that I feel really bad about trying to make Tejun live without the person that he loves. What kind of life is that? And Hyrie becomes like enraged. And she basically yeah. is like, if I can't have him, no stable. one can kind of mentality. And she goes to push the button on the little device to electrocute Navi. But at the last Last minute, she can't bring herself to do it. And then Navi says, she's like, I have one more thing I have to do before, I don't know, some futuristic deadline. She's like, I have to set Yebom's love self free. And I was like, why are you telling her that? Like, why Gosh. would you tell Hyri your master plan? And why does Hyri have the stones to push that button? I don't know. So Kyrie's like, absolutely not, and tries to call the staff to catch her, but she turns herself into a cat and kind of ninjas off. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, she just turns herself back into a cat, like, she can do Randomly, that. Randomly, yeah. She does that a couple of times in this. She just turns into a cat, turns into a human, and like... So she's like a, a, a beast morph, or... <laughs> animorph. Whatever, animorph, yeah. Beast morph. <laughs> the off-brand animorph. I've like got the some Transformers. <laughs> And no, there was like Transformers and there were like the like the other ones were like the Beast Mat whatever. Yeah. There was something else. Or like the, oh, the Dinobots I guess they don't switch or whatever. into humans. I was thinking Diadem with the 
half human, half beast creatures. Yeah, I, I was thinking of like dino bots or something. <laughs> Why are there so many stories about creatures that can turn from human to beast? Or robots, or robots. really. <laughs> or dinosaurs. Orcas. Uh, werewolves exist, there's a reason. <laughs> well, exist in culture. I don't mean they exist because there's... <laughs> are you sure, Sam? Are you sure? Uh, I'm not a werewolf. What am I talking about? Who said I was a werewolf? Don't say anything about werewolves. Let's just move on. We did a movie about werewolves. Uh, oh, yeah, I did, because they're not, totally not real. Right. Red Riding Hood. Yes, you did, right. And that's... Spoiler. They're werewolves. <laughs> Uh, it was a, not a good werewolf. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Sam. In fact, I think it was a very poor representation of werewolves. Is we, I mean, they uh, are are not evil creatures. We we they have no reason to be uh, looked down on. I think we should accept werewolves and reduce the stigma they have in our culture. You're saying you're pro werewolf. Look, Danielle. All I'm saying is give werewolves a chance. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> speaking of not werewolves. <laughs> Yes, yes, no werewolves here. So when she turns back into a girl, she has a completely different outfit on, which was very perplexing to me. That's a rule of skill. Yeah. I was like, what? And she breaks into the love bank. Oh, uh, I really wish that when she turned into a cat, she was like a miniature version of her outfit. <laughs> Be cute. That would have been a really good idea. Uh, too bad they didn't have me on set. So she breaks into the love bank as a cat. and. Sure. She ends up in this room. Yeah, cat burger. <laughs> exactly. When she ends up in a room full of these metal cylinders that are like nitrogen. Yeah, they have ice. the love cells in them. And her plan seems to be just to wander around this whole warehouse full of them until she finds her. Is there no like indexing system? <laughs> so she uses a little computer, but it's all like just numbers. And I was like, they have to have a better system that's associated with right. their names. How are they going to get the right love cell back to the right person if they're like, like a card catalog at the very <laughs> Yeah, you'd, something. you'd think there'd be a better solution to this, but she's just wandering. She's unsurprisingly seen on the cameras, the security cameras, and the security staff rush forward to get her. But before they show up, she somehow uses her sensing powers to figure out where Yebom's cell is. Like, she closes her eyes and focuses really hard, and I was like, yeah, why so sensing she, power she's established throughout this entire series. Why didn't she series. do that earlier? I don't know. And there is actually a scene earlier where she has a little, like, they do this little alert noise. And she's, like, wandering around and she sees Yebom. Like, she uh, feels new broadcast her. from across the Atlantic. Exactly. This just in. Ah, boys in blue are fighting hard. <laughs> That's what happens earlier. I didn't mention that. Forgot. But I, she does not seem to use the you, noise. Like, doesn't that happen. Sound effect, Danielle. <laughs> the noise doesn't happen in this scene, which more is the pity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she figures out where it is. She pulls it out. She pulls it, it's a glass jar. You can see the pink bubble inside of it floating around, and she's immediately Should it be frozen. <laughs> No, it's just a bubble. It's not a. There's no cat nearby yet. Well, my point is, if it's in a, in a tank of liquid nitrogen, it shouldn't be just like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> well, I'm totally it's not, not frozen, frozen Sam. or cryogenically stored or something. It's cryogenically stored and it's not frozen and it's just hanging out. Nonsense. Maybe they just need to be stored at a cold temperature. Maybe it doesn't freeze them. She did say she was slowly dying for five years. That seems to imply that she wasn't in some kind of stasis. The why? <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Anyway, she pulls the glass jar out, has a cell in it, she's caught by the guards immediately, and in a last-ditch attempt, she releases the cell into the air, turns into a cat, and then eats it. <laughs> I told you, conservation <laughs> of matter. Always a cat in a love cell. They must, the, solving her the, cat The two problem. are never <laughs> far apart. But now she has two cells in her, and I do not understand how this works, Sam. <laughs> That she turned to another girl, like I, they're like fighting oh, for man, control that of her been consciousness. So good if there were like two of her now, like you had to go through the cat as like a, a middle stage, but by going through the cat stage, <laughs> you could go into the different people, like from Navi to cat to Navi two, and then back through cat back to original Navi. <laughs> 
Well, maybe it's just like focused through one Navi. Like two and one is just Navi presented as one. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I, I have no idea what we're saying, Danielle. Uh, this is all nonsense to me. <laughs> so then we flash back to the park. Teju and Enie Bum are there. They're meeting up. He's apologizing for everything. You know, how he treated her when they were dating, giving up his love cell, etc. And he wants her to go get her love cell and try again. And she's like super apathetic. She's like, nah, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like this was a good decision. <laughs> And the scene switches back to Navi. She's running down the sidewalk. She's escaped. She turned into a cat, by the way, and like ninja out again. And so she's running down the sidewalk. Somehow, Hyrie and the assistant have caught up with her and are like paralleling her. They're driving in the car next to her. She's running down the street. And Yebom asks Taejun to stop calling. Like, I'm ready to move on. Please stop calling me. I am finally, I'm in a place where I can heal, basically. And she starts to walk off and he rushes towards her and grabs her from behind. Like hugs her from behind, uh... and Hyri decides in that moment that she's had enough, and she pulls out her little device. This time, actually pushing the button to kill Navi, wherever she might be, because apparently it's they're infinite pace- range. They're pacing each other. I told you, oh, right. she's running on the sidewalk. The I forgot that you met up because I forgot Hyri <laughs> was like. I thought she was so. Lots going on, Danielle. <laughs> Nothing happens. She pushes the button like multiple times. Nothing's going on. And the assistant's like, um, I think your batteries are bad or dead or whatever. Okay. Uh, quick question. If this thing was implanted in the hand of the human Navi when she's cat Navi. I don't know, Sam. All right. Too many questions. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know how it works. She's in human form right now. Doesn't matter. I don't know if changing into a cat would help. Then she'd be smaller and then the 2000 volts would probably be even worse. Sure. I guess. <laughs> And so apparently she has batteries in her car because she immediately puts new batteries into the the little device. That's just being prepared. I know. They stop the car because she apparently, like, the bushes get in the way. So she's trying to push the device, but she doesn't have range, I guess. So they stop the car. Hyrie rushes out. Navi's trying to run towards the the couple. And then for no reason whatsoever, Navi stops and turns around to face Hyrie. And I was like, run! (laughs) Showdown time. And Hyrie lifts up her device Pushes the button. Navi glows green. Electricity is like running through her and she collapses uh, onto the ground. <laughs> that's that's not how any of that works. Well, it's apparently how this device works in, in her hand. And so Hyri has apparently just m- murdered someone. Sentient creature, cat, two people. But two someone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's murdered, but she has murdered something. Sure, yeah. No no argument for me. <laughs> and she has this like realization like, oh, that's that's not good. And she could What do you think was going I don't to happen? No, I think she was just so angry, you know, like did something that was like, oh no, I've murdered something. And she's super shocked. She runs off crying. And Navi has a voiceover. She's like laying on the ground twitching. And she's like, I'm fading. If she becomes a star, I'll be incensed. <laughs> she's like, I'm fading. I'm going to a place without light or darkness, without time itself. And the two love cells float away from her body. They start floating up towards the sky. And Navi's body turns into a cat. And I was so disappointed that they didn't train the cat to do the little, like, <laughs> dead flop thing <laughs> that the other cat did. That's all you wanted. That's all you wanted. Well, that just looked like a dead cat. And that was sad. And I was like, no, flop around, little kitty. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> so cute. And Teju and Eniebaum, however, they didn't see all that. I think they're just like wherever they were in the park is a little bit farther on. But they suddenly seem to have feelings. I guess the release of their love cells somehow so is... So murdering the love cells brings the feelings back. Well, all they're right, still sure. glowing and like vibrating into the sky. So they're still alive. It just maybe killed the host. I really don't know, Sam. I thought it had to be inside the... All right, I don't know. I, I, I don't care. Let's just go. <laughs> 
So she she turns to him, Yevom does, she turns to Tejun and she smiles and she's like, I love you. And it's very unclear what happened to the love cells. Did they disperse into the the ether? Yeah. Did they reabsorb the into was, their if bodies? You give up your love cell, you don't feel anymore. So if you can just like have them just around and it works the same, then what's the point? What's the point? And I kept expecting them to like float down and like glow over them and like reabsorb into their body. That does not happen. Nope. Nope, it's just, they're, they're coming stars or some <laughs> yeah. nonsense. And they two look up into the sky and they gaze at each other's faces and then they kiss. And there's a flashback, there's a really long flashback of Navi interacting with them. And out of context, it looks like they're in some kind of convoluted love triangle where she like Ooh. loved them both and they both loved her. And, like, cause there's it's all not a love these- triangle, that's just a... <laughs> polyamorous relationship. Exactly what it looks like in these this flashback situation where it's just like her gazing at Tejun and Tejun looking at at Yebom and looking at uh, Navi. Why are the names so yeah, hard? Yeah, the names are right, Danielle. <laughs> so like just, there's this because I timed it. I was curious. It's two minutes, Sam. Two minutes of That's flashbacks. flashback. <laughs> and it fades to black and there's an epilogue. And you see... Oh, God. You see Navi's face floating in the sky, and the galaxy is behind her. It's just a close-up of her face. This is just like the opening to the Dune movie, <laughs> like the, the, the David Lynch one. <laughs> her eyes are closed, and she opens them slowly, saying, There's light. Did I become a star? And the camera, zo- uh, <laughs> the camera zooms out. And you see her in a white like angel dress with clearly fake wings, and she's floating Ugh. in space. And she's thrilled, like thrilled beyond measure. She's like, I became a star. And she starts to cry. And this rock music plays over it. And Tejun and Yebom, like, like zooms down. You can see them um, in the park. And they point up to a shiny star in the sky. And it, you know, glistens. And that's the end. I thought there were two love cells. Why is only one star? This doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I told you if they became a star, I'd be incensed. (laughs) I am incensed. She finally got to become a star. It was her greatest wish from Love Cells 1. Was it? I don't know, Sam. I don't remember. Why does a love cell want to become a star in the first place? Isn't their whole raison d'etre to be the catalyst for their person who's also them falling in love? Maybe as a star, they can, like, they still get the somehow spiritual energy to connect with their human. Sure, there are no rules in this universe. Let's go with it. Maybe if they fall in love and it, it's like the person they're supposed to be in love with and they become a star like the angel gets its wings as you mentioned earlier so people are just becoming stars left and right then is what you're saying yeah i mean maybe the whole point of the love cell is to become a star like that means you succeeded in your love debt to your human this gives a whole new meaning to smash mouth's all-star song <laughs> so love cells too sam just as weird, but in a different convoluted way. I don't know if it's just as weird, because it's not, it's weird. It's but in a very different way. A very different way. It, it does a lot of, um, it makes you question everything you ever knew about love cells. I knew very little about love cells, <laughs> Danielle. And somehow you have more questions than you had before. All right. Putting aside all the inconsistencies of the universe, <laughs> I feel like in this series, the characters make less sense. Sure. No, I mean, you watch it. You tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I understood the motivations. Like, yeah, they're all being over the top and crazy, but at least I like understood who liked whom and what they were doing. Like, and they all had plans that had a semblance of making sense until the very end when things were off the rails. Here, Hyrie from the very beginning had a plan that was dumb. <laughs> we like dumb plans. 
Well, I mean, it's our bread and I butter. I love me a dumb plan. <laughs> I do. I'm just saying. Her plan from the start was not a good plan. Agreed. All right. I just want to establish that. Yeah. Wow. Kidnapping a love cell and then hoping that the person's going to fall in love with you. Terrible plan. And using your like laser device. <laughs> like a James Bond gadget. <laughs> Which uh, was her like, plan Bond, B. I placed a thing in your hand. <laughs> like what? What was... Okay. So originally she was just going to shove the love cell back into Tejin somehow. And then her plan B was apparently like, maybe we could laser something into her hand so that I could electrocute her if she doesn't do my bidding. I mean, to be fair, she really executed that plan B well. Like, good on her for coming up with that on the fly. She's got great skills. Like, let me call Joe. He probably has a laser machine I can borrow. Well, oh, go on. Oh, you're a human now. Well, good thing I got a laser guy on the phone. Who wants to dial a laser guy? There he is. Hey, Joe. Yeah, I need another laser to kill device because <laughs> I can't believe I got another love cell human cat thing <laughs> all over the place. And nobody seems surprised that she is a human, even though they knew a cat ate it. But somehow the cat's now a human and nobody seems to care. There's got to be some arithmetic. <laughs> okay, here's what we need, Danielle. Listeners, I beg you. <laughs> Somebody do the algebra on this. Find the equation that equates like cat plus love cell equals human. Like somebody figure this thing out <laughs> and how cat plus love cell plus another love cell equals human, but star? Do the math, figure this out, and tell me what the heck is going on. And what's interesting is that in both the series, they like the human kind of has cat characteristics and sound effects associated with it, seeming to suggest it has cat tendencies. Because the cat is still a creature that's alive, right? It has a brain. So, it, I mean, does its consciousness get completely pushed aside by the love cell? What if it's not or is it a normal cat, Sam? What if when they do the quirk, uh, whatever thing, <laughs> they <laughs> they okay. it's like a it's a paired with something that's like a cat human hybrid oh my gosh we really need somebody who knows anything about physics to come on and explain this to or us or if you understand this korean drama more than i do <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but yeah, please. Either way, you can find us at bookretorts.com. Or you can tweet Facebook or Instagram us at bookretorts. Until next time, as I said, hold on to your love cells and bye. Take care, everybody. I really want there to be a Love Cells 3 where they just go full, like, I don't know, Coen Brothers or Tarantino or Frank Miller or something where it's just, like, completely gritty and dark. Cats out on the street, stray, Love Cells inside of it. Yeah, it's like, I used to be someone. I used to be a Love Cell. Now they threw me out like yesterday's garbage and I'm out here on the street. And that just becomes Cats the musical. <laughs> oh, I'm angelical now. <laughs> Love cell banks been broken down. They all escaped. There's cats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta find the jellical love cell to go to the heavy side layer. The cat human hybrid is really just cats. That's what happened after love cells. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've cracked it, Danielle. We've solved cats. <laughs> and love cells. Now we know what happened. <laughs>
You can do that. That's fine. I just want to watch it through the lens of it being the like Love Cells three. I think like all the Love Cells they go like crazy after being severed from their host <laughs> for so long, and they're all like, "We're all Gellicles now, Gellicle cats. Yes, we're special cats. We must swing and dance and and make merry. Oh, we have to compete to see who goes to become the heavy side. That's when you become a star by going to the heavy side layer. <laughs> see, the entire plot of cats now makes sense if they're <laughs> cat cork Love Cell hybrids. This is some really bad algebra. You got insanity plus insanity makes sense. We solved it. We didn't need an algebraist. We just it's like two ourselves. negatives make a positive. We got it. <laughs> All right, done. Print, <laughs> cut, whatever. <laughs> just make money on this. Oh gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. I know. It's I want to cry too. My favorite theory ever. <laughs> we did it. It's done. Oh, my stomach hurts. Right, I think we can just wrap up this whole podcast. I think we've we've been the best thing we're ever gonna do. Can't we've beat solved that. cats, everybody. 